I appreciate you, you know, letting us do it a little later. I had to put the kids to bed. Hey, same, so. same. I I, uh, I walked in, at, went and cleaned up from dinner, walked into the bedroom. My wife and son had fallen asleep, so went on to put him to bed and came on down here to the computer. Nice, nice. nice. So, so you're the big comic guy, huh? I am, I am. Well, so it it really depends on when you say comics because anderson in our show is big on strictly scarlet witch i'm not scarlet Witch. excuse me um uh oh good lord uh black widow rather black widow uh and okay. uh sam is uh what was his favorite oh good lord he'd hate me if i didn't remember this <laughs> you know what we're just not gonna tell him i forgot but yes he 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 enjoys comics as well but when it comes to like overarching knowledge of everything it's very hard for me to find people to talk about this so i mean i, I, I got i gotta ask the question though on anderson why black widow like like i know she's a big avenger but she's not like a big comic book person like i know in older comics she Dude. was there but she was never like huge she until the avenger first, movies first, well come? black widow really is intertwined with a lot of characters in the marvel universe like no, I know, everybody I has interaction you... with her do you but want just, the honest but, answer or the professional answer? Because oh, I, <laughs> I can give you the honest answer. Give us the honest answer, man. It's what we want. It's, it's all Scar Joe. It's exactly, all exactly, bro. <laughs> and you know what? That's all. And that, you know what? That's a perfect reason. You can't hate well, him for that. You can't no, hate no, him I, for that. I knew that though because, like, other comics, uh, book fans I've talked to. All the guys I talked to who are like, yeah, I'm a big Scarlet or not. Nah, I'm a big uh, Black Widow fan. I'm like, oh yeah, what comic? Uh, what comics do you read from her? Oh, I'm the mean, Avengers. She's getting, yeah, she's like she's getting the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, do you read any standalone comics? Like, I mean, if they had some, I was like, I mean, they do. They're not much, you know. It's not a whole lot, but they do. Mm-hmm. And it, it gets to the point. It's like, I mean, I just like the movie, bro. It's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Hey, honestly, the new movie trailer looks sick, though, man. No, it does. It does. And that's and, I haven't and watched it. Like, the biggest thing for me is, you know, you don't have to be a huge fan of comic books. Like, it's fine if you enjoy the movies. Just say so. Like, because when it comes to, like, people who have comic book knowledge, we're going to be – that's our automatic, like, trigger in our brain to be like, oh, let's talk comics, you know? And if someone says that and you automatically go, oh, what comic did you like? It's like, just tell us you like the movie and we can go past this conversation. We can talk (laughs) movies. We can move past this conversation. You know, I had a similar reaction to somebody, my friend's daughter's friend. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm a big Venom fan. And, dude, everybody knows I'm a huge Venom fan. So I went up to her. I was like, oh, which one? Which one your favorite? Eddie Brock, you know, this and that. She's like, well, which is the one that comes down in the movie? I was like, ah, disappointment. I mean, which movie, though? You get get the guy from the 70 show. That's and my thing is, like, I mean, I, I don't even like because I, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm like well informed in the comic book like realm. I know, I know a little bit. And my thing is, if you like the movies, if that's why you like it, that's fine. You know, just, just don't pretend like you have always liked the character. If you like the character because you look fine, and just say it. Exactly, you're exactly right. <laughs> could, I could not agree more. <laughs> 
that's like I mean, like for me, my favorite comic character is the Flash. Like I can show y'all right now. These are my backgrounds on my computer. Like I got, I got a, I got a, I got a Flash little plate for my night for my light switch right there. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, that's screen one. Nice. Nice. Okay, so I'm gonna move y'all over here. This is screen two. See, uh, change windows, screens. Oh, oh that's okay. Reverse flash, and then screen three, which is the TV right above me, is this. Okay, so are you a Barry Allen fan then? Wally yeah. West, Wally West, Dude, Wally. yes, yes. So I'll okay. explain why. I'll explain why. <laughs> so. Barry yeah, Allen in the comics, you know, OG creator of the Speed Force, yes. Wally West, it, it doesn't matter if it's in the comics, it if it's in the OG like Justice League cartoon, it you know, wherever it is, Wally West just has that personality of the lovable flash. Like if you read comics for Barry Allen, Barry Allen's got that like policeman mentality, like yeah. I'm a very I'm a hardcore professional and I'm doing this to save lives. Like, but Wally is just a teenager who has super speed and knows he can whoop everybody's tail. And I love it. Like his, his, like his personality, I, I I just mold with so well. Like I literally have him tattooed on the back of my leg. (laughs) I will say like, you know, I'm more Barry Allen fan because he's like you said, made uh, or like founded or, you know, helped create the speed force. I will say Wally West is more in tuned with it. Yes. He's able to tap in it better. He practically absorbed um, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge fan of all the fighters. Like, I would say Barry Allen is my favorite, but I'm not going to say, like, he's the best. I mean, I, I already oh, yeah. kind of know Wally is, you know, superior oh, yeah. on that, so. Oh, but, on it, it, I think that's just because of maturity. Like, with Barry creating it, Barry, from the comics, Barry didn't have the ability to uh expand on it as much whereas Wally gained it and grew in it for a long time. And then if you look at certain comic book arcs, like yes, Barry grew in it and steadily got, you know, more and more in tune with it, but he never I feel like Wally just really reached a capacity higher than him consistently because he had so much longer to work with it before Barry. Yeah. He started off so but, Man, I'm loving this already. I'm loving this. So let's, so let's let me get to the introduction. All right, so guys, we have our special guest today. It is Joe from the Gammy Bunch. Joe, would you like to What's explain up? what the Gammy Bunch is? Uh, so the Gammy Bunch is three dudes who get really angry at video games. Uh, <laughs> it's really the best way I can explain it. Uh, no, but uh, we we had we started as a podcast uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, just talking about video games uh, in in all arcs. You know, whether it's uh, you know, consoles, video games themselves. Uh, we just recently talked about PC builds. Like we talk about everything in relation to video games. Um, and we don't shy away from topics. Uh, but n- most recently, uh, within the past probably six or so months, we also started doing video games and the most, even more recently, we started doing streaming. So we're ever evolving, but it's a, it's a fun time. It's, uh, myself, Anderson and Sam, and, uh, it's a blast. Yeah. yeah. So. We didn't even formally introduce ourselves, right? So I'm Isaac, and the one with the Venom picture, that's Angel, and the one with What's the up, Dot man? Heck, and the one with the Dot Heck picture is my brother Jacob, the one that you talk to over Instagram. 
Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, for everyone who's listening, I still got to do an introduction per usual. So we're the DLC podcast where we talk games, movies, and all things in between. And let's just get right into it. WandaVision, people. So for me personally, my expectations were here, and they went like up here as it concluded. What about you guys? Um, I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let y'all jump on this first because I, I I I've got a couple things in mind. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'll, I'll go I'll go I'll go second. So from the get go, right? I a lot of people were hating on it. A lot of people like you know the first couple episodes didn't get it. That it was weird. I enjoyed it from the get go. Like it was to me, it was already kind of at like an eight, and then towards the end, it hit like nine. 9.5. I'm not going to give it a 10 because I feel like there could have been a lot more Easter eggs. I guess that's just me being overly nerdy and you know, Maybe anal you about it. Eggs. Maybe you missed some. Maybe I did. I mean, I'm sure there was some I missed. Um, But I, I loved it. I loved the, the concept they had. I loved how they portrayed Wanda because I, I, feel, I feel they did the character justice personally. So for me, I really enjoyed the show. Angel, how'd you feel about it? My part, I think we talked about this like a few episodes ago. Like when I first started on the show, it was a hype for me. You know, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like totally like over the top. But when they introduced the twins, I was like, all right, now this has potential because this could branch out into many things. I think we talked about that, you know, Mephisto, Ghost Rider, all this other kind of stuff. I was like, when it ended... I was like, it still can. It still can, like, do these things. Yes. Especially the very, very, very end. Yeah, yeah. The end credit scene? Yeah. Yeah. At the cabin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This now, people know now, I'm going to say... Of what, this, uh, I, we're going to spoil some stuff, so... Yeah, sorry about I that. I was say, it's been out long <laughs> enough. Like, I usually try and give people a week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I was watching one of y'all's videos. Did Anderson finally, like, finish it? Because I know Anderson- he was behind. Anderson has only watched the first episode and it bothers me. <laughs> yeah. He's not, he doesn't care. Like if it's, if it's between the three of us talking and it's something that he knows he's not going to be able to get to in time before the internet spoils it for him. He'll just tell us, be like, okay, just go on and talk about it. I don't care. Like, and this is one of those things, but I've told him time and time again, he needs to watch it because I, I'm going to say this, this show is the best show marvel related that has been created thus far it bar none i'm talking whether it whether you want to rope in agents of shield the runaways it doesn't matter this is the best marvel show that has been put out now granted let me let me me ask you this real quick let me ask you this because you brought up agents of shield do you think because i feel agents of shield had potential but i feel like it got derailed at some point. Like it kind of took some left turns, and then of course when Ghost Rider came, I felt like it got really interesting again. And then when Ghost Rider left, it got real dull again. Like, do you feel if let's say the first couple of seasons of Agents of Shield they would just kind of stop there? Would it hold to One Division, or do you still see One Division passing it? I so if they had ended the show, if Agents of Shield had ended with Agent Coulson dying on the beach with yeah. May by his side, that would have been the best show in Marvel. 
because you <laughs> yeah. ended it. You ended it with a bang. You ended it. You brought in Ghost Rider. Like, let's be real here. You brought in. Can, what's what's the language barrier here? Because like, I'm not gonna drop Dude, any like, like, f bombs, like, but. Like, you can say fuck, you can, you can say whatever the hell you want, bro. Okay, you brought in an OG <laughs> badass into your show, and he was kicking ass the entire yeah. time, whether he was on the screen or behind the scenes. Like, yeah. Like, and then, and then Colson becoming the Ghost Rider at the end, bro. Like, oh my God. That, if they had ended it right there, sold, done, sold, yeah. end of story, best show, but yeah. Honestly, couldn't watch the next season. Honestly, they could have just did the whole Ghost Rider story arc, like started with it and ended with it, and I would have been a happy man. Because honestly, I didn't even care for Agents of Shield because it reminded me of maybe you've heard of the show, and it's probably gonna die the same way this show did. Uh, Heroes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. when I, they came I out, I'm like, oh, this is Heroes, just with the Marvel logo on it. I'm good. And then I see Ghost Riders in it. I'm like, I gotta watch it. Well, I, I like, I like what Asian shows did because they brought in the inhumans. They, you know, you oh, know, yeah. brought them, uh, brought them into the MCU. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that tie in. Now the inhumans show I haven't watched, but I've heard terrible things about. Sadly. Don't, don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, the first episode will get you giddy. And then after that, it just, mm. yeah. <laughs> Uh, didn't they cancel it like after three episodes or something like that? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, it, was, I, it was somewhere very early, but I, so the thing that, the thing that gets me because with WandaVision, you can clearly see it is in comparing the two shows. Cause I feel like agents of shield and WandaVision are the two biggest like Marvel shows that really like were in the public eye. Yes. Everyone was craving to watch them. Yes. The thing that Marvel does so well is they know when to let well enough you know, go like they, they know when it, when it's, it's done, they know when they've reached the pinnacle and to let it ride off into the sunset. Like for instance, look at Endgame. Tony. If Tony had not died in that movie, there's nothing else you can do with him. His arc, he had a family now. So he's focused on that. He's not the billionaire playboy philanthropist that he was in the first Avengers or any of the Iron Man movies. He has a family now. He has a daughter who he wants to see grow up. You have to kill him. That's the only <laughs> you have to kill him. And you have to send him out like the biggest badass in the, in the universe. And uh, I don't know if y'all seen it, but it made me even even more so with this total small side note. I saw a little video that someone is like a little fan created video. And what they did was if you change the music in a movie, it could really change the vibe. And what they did was in the moment that he stole the stones from Thanos, they started playing Iron Man <laughs> over it. And it was badass. <laughs> I got, I got to look that up. Yes. Look it up. It's fantastic. <laughs> but the thing with Marvel for me is they know when, when it's, you know, when to leave well enough alone. And they did that with WandaVision because you see like it rode off on a massive pinnacle with Literally, the final thing you see is her with the Darkhold, which, yes. you know, Agatha was trying to explain to her, hey, you don't know the power that you're holding. The Darkhold literally has a chapter devoted to you. And what did they do? They left it on the massive cliffhanger of her reading the book that can make her the most powerful being ever. She made Thanos, who was the most powerful being in the universe, a punk bitch. 
Okay, okay. So, so, dude, when when I was watching the Marvel movies with my wife, right? Like, I was so disappointed how like she was portrayed in Age of Ultron and then Civil War because I'm like, man, she is such a BA. Like, she she can do a lot more than this. And then that Thanos scene, I'm like, that's that's Scarlet Witch right there. That's my girl. Yeah, that's who she's supposed to be. I really, I really feel like they introduce her well. Personally, uh, I'm gonna be on the opposite side of the fence there. They introduced her well, and I think the build up to it was good enough. I think where she could have shown a little bit more umph was in Civil War. Yeah, like just throwing cars. Like, really, you could have literally crushed Iron Man's armor with one hand. Like, well, uh, so I mean, I, I guess I can see that point because in Age of Ultron, she's still adjusting. She's still trying to understand herself. Civil War, though, you. You could be doing a lot more. I and mean, then, but she did. She did suffer that traumatic, like that bombing. She did just yeah. kill all the people. Yeah, and I mean, Wanda is not the most stable person. So yeah, I will say the one thing I do like about WandaVision that gave me hope for the X Men <laughs> was the yes. fact that uh, so was it, so it was Age of Ultron, right? Yeah. Um. Where they basically say they experimented on the kids and that's how they got their abilities. I'm like, no, she's supposed to be a mutant. Like, what's what's going on here? And then I like how they kind of corrected that to show how when she was a little girl, she already had her magical powers. They were though they weren't like fully developed yet, and they were only enhanced with the Mind Stone. I'm happy they showed that. No, she always had it inside of her. The Mind Stone just kind of opened it up like ex- uh, extensively, and then she could just do whatever the hell she wants. I think that's one of the only times I've ever seen any any show retcon someone's uh, character arc and it didn't do it well like that. They yeah, they yeah. really did her justice by saying that. Yeah, like, yeah. Because outside of that, at first, like I was with Jacobs, like, like I do love Scarlet Witch. She's like OP. She's so she's the most powerful <laughs> mutant in the world practically. And when they said that, you know, no, she's she's just a science project. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way as a just as a, the nerdy side of me, I guess I could say. But yeah, just that alone kind of redeemed it for me. That well, and, and, and Quicksilver dying. I'm like, come on, guys. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this isn't the last that we've seen of Ralph Boner. Oh, okay, dude, no. so my thing is... He's is, the devil. I was, I was like, going to go when, when I <laughs> When I saw him, I was so excited. And I had to explain to my wife why. Like to me, this is, and of course, I saw videos of of the director pretty much saying this doesn't mean anything. We just did this for kicks. I'm saying they're lying because to me, I feel like you know everybody's trying to tie in the Marvel universe. They're trying to bring the mutants in. The fact that they said the name Scarlet Witch, which is a X Men mm-hmm. name, oh, yeah. already shows already tells me y'all working on something back there. Don't 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 lie to me. I see it now. If they don't, and it is just a practical joke, I'm going to be hurt. I mean, it's a great joke. Can't get mad at them. I'm going to be hurt. But seeing Boner, them saying Scarlet Witch, I'm like, oh yeah, bring in Wolverine, bring in the X Force, just just bring them all in. They need now to bring back Gambit. <laughs> here's Gambit. my question, though. Here's my question is, <clears throat> and this is something I was thinking about when I, you know, and in, in the episode that hit everybody's feels with her having to relive her entire life. Uh, I, I have a sneaking suspicion 
that those were not her real parents. I so, don't. I, I, I'll elaborate. Yes, just let's go ahead. I, 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 when she went through the entire step-by-step process of her life, and you know, uh, Agatha's walking her through it. It so you see her as a kid, and you and she talks about how, oh well, you just you, what you did was change. <clears throat> what was it? Um, she changed. It was some sort of spell. She said it was the. Um, Oh Lord, why am I like blanking right now? Spell, like that. It, it was a hex that she had cast on the bomb mm-hmm. to change the percentage of it blowing up. Yeah. Like there was, a, it was like a percentage spell, basically, like where she changed the po- the probability. That's the, what it's probability yeah, prob- spell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she she changed the probability of it blowing up, and then you see her in the in the lab later on with the mind stone and, and you know and unlocks her abilities as it did for her brother. Now. The reason I feel like this is not, those were not her parents is, you know, with mutations coming about like that, knowing her storyline, knowing, uh, well, knowing the twins storyline and how they, you know, who, who their parents are, more importantly, their father. I feel like what happened was we could witness a Magneto storyline like it was in the uh what was it x-men apocalypse i believe it was where he was living in a completely different country speaking a completely different language yeah and had a kid there he he wasn't just he wasn't just some like you know schmuck living by himself out in the woods next to a lake he was getting jiggy around the world (laughs) and i mean this man was the og mr worldwide and he i i feel like we could see a story arc like that where Magneto probably fell in love with a woman in Sokovia because, of course, that's kind of like the the play on where they're at. And it may not be Sokovia, maybe somewhere else in the world, and the twins just ended up there. But I genuinely feel like they, since they've retconned her storyline, they could very well go back and say, oh, what you didn't realize was those weren't actually your parents. And then what we could see is Magneto show up and ta-da! We have a father. Like, uh, so, I, I, I feel like that could happen. You're making me like really, so, really excited right now. I mean, my thing is, I, I, my thing, I agree with you. Because like, in the comments, that sounds so like that sounds too good. That oh man, I'm, I'm gonna my, I'm gonna I mean, it, control it my hopes. Work. It could work because, like, in the comics, you're introduced to Magneto, and then you find out later that he has kids, and then one of the complaints, especially with Quicksilver, is feeling abandoned by Magneto. Kind of like, well, if you're our dad, we're worried this whole time. So that lines up to him, you know, shacking up with someone, them getting pregnant, him like, well, I got to go, you know, take care of mutant kind, so I can't just stay here, be a father. I have a whole, like, I got to be everyone's daddy. (laughs) Yeah, I got a whole race to, like, help, you know, we're discriminated against. I got to go help save our people. So, bye. (laughs) <laughs> and then just leave. So I I agree. I I feel like there could be a good tie into that. It, it it can make sense and they can work it well. Yeah, I feel like the more plausible option though in that though <clears throat> was would be it wasn't two random parents. I think he might have gotten jiggy with mama. Mm, and daddy I think, just I think stepped in and yeah, like well, like you know, so 
like the perspective of him abandoning them and, you know, him realizing, oh, I've got to go save the mutants because that was always, even though it was with evil intention, his, his goal was to rid the world of humankind because humans were always going to turn on mutants. Yeah. But, but if that's the case and I need me some fast bender Magneto real bad, uh, if that's the case, he could very well have been with her mom. And thus, you know, when he left, she ended up with what we saw as their dad. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not going to lie, dude. That sounds like if that happens, I'm going to like get everyone in the world to be like the gaming bunch. Go check them out. They can tell the future (laughs) regarding all Marvel. (laughs) They know everything. (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're behind the scenes. We just don't know it yet. Exactly. I'm, I'm actually a Marvel PNR, so you know, hey. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing. So, just to come off that, uh, when Jacob, like when Jacob was talking about Easter eggs, there was one. I don't know if you guys caught it. I, I, like it stuck out to me pretty quickly. And um, so for me, I think I know what you're going to talk about. Oh, there's a couple, but this one, just, it's just this one in particular because he's talking about Magneto and whatnot. But um. So I've recently gotten, I mean, so I've been in the comics a little bit, but this year, cause you know, with the Rona, we had to be stuck inside. I was like, let me, let me start oh, yeah. reading. Let me start reading some literature. You know what I'm saying? And, um, one of the ones I read was Other M. Oh, not Other M. Freaking, not Metroid. Uh, House of M. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to get too much into that story, but some things I saw reflected in that, whereas, so for one of them, I don't know if you guys noticed when they're in the ba- when Agatha and uh, they're in Agatha's basement, one of the rooms had the same logo as the House of M on the comics. Yep. And another one that uh I kind of caught. So I, I, I can't remember what cover it was. Uh, but it's basically where you see Scarlet Witch basically disintegrating into like puzzle pieces. And what's so cool is that when you see uh, her kids and, and Vision doing it, it looks like little puzzle pieces coming off of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I thought that was pretty sick. And another thing I thought was pretty cool was that, um, I was kind of hoping it was going to happen. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but kind of just, just for shits and giggles, was I was hoping that the two boys turned into sock puppets, like in the comics. If you guys know about that. <laughs> I feel I like that would have been a crushing blow. Like that would have that, no, that would have been amazing because like Agatha's for the most part behind everything that's gone bad for her, like in that area, and it was like the final nail in the coffin. Like, ha, I faked your kids, you know. Da, 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 da. Are you are you talking? <laughs> are you referencing the sock puppets when that one dude absorbs both of them? I uh, I believe so. Yeah. Because because if I remember correctly. What's his name? Uh, Mephisto, right? The devil. Mephisto. Mephisto. He gets broken up. He gets defeated. He gets broken up into fragments. Two of those fragments become resources for Wanda to make the twins. And so Mephisto wants his full power. So he gets a, I believe he just like found an actor made who got in the wreck and made them into his henchmen to get these guys and he pretty much absorbed them and that's kind of how she lost her kids in the comics if i remember correctly so i have one question for you guys because this one like i'm not too versed into scarlet witch and whatnot but so it's in episode eight where you see agatha's uh origin story and her mother had 
when she was using her power, she had the crown on. Was she the Scarlet Witch, or does that crown just go to the strongest witch around? Well, so if you look at the crown on her mom, <clears throat> the Scarlet Witch crown and the the actual uh, Queen of the Witches crown were shaped differently. Uh, yeah. Scarlet Witch had the horns on it, but right. also you were talking about going back to this real quick. You were talking about the rune. That same rune's on her forehead. It's on the the mask on her forehead. If you look at her crown, it's actually placed right there. Yeah. Um, so, but the Scarlet Witch crown was shaped differently. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, and, uh, this was just after a little bit of digging from what the Marvel universe, uh, you know, Salem witch hunt looked like was <laughs> it was simply just, uh, the eldest, uh, witch in the coven was the queen of the coven. And so she was embodied with the most power, uh, per Mephisto. Uh, Mephisto is the one who, of course, you know, they, they went with as far as the, the power bringer as it would be in Salem where it's, you know, Satan to witches. Uh, but, uh, with that, I think that's where that came from. Scarlet Witch was a completely different, uh, atmosphere or completely different, um, <clears throat> power embodied because this was a tale that had been told in the dark hold for centuries that had not come to light yet until it was put into uh, Wanda. Right. And one more thing. Is it just me, or did I, did I get some Dark Phoenix vibes from that? Oh, big facts. Big facts. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, great. I haven't seen, like, you talking about the Dark Phoenix movie? No, 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 no. no. I'm just talking or about just Dark, in general. Okay. Just in general, yeah. Dark Phoenix. Yeah. No, the movie, I refused to watch it. I boycotted it. I will not, I will not watch that movie. I've heard bad things about it. I know it's a bad movie. The whole X Men universe is to went. So yeah, nah, I'm good. I'll be okay. I'll die a happy man knowing I didn't watch that movie. I'll... So, <laughs> hot take: the movie itself isn't as bad as people say it is. But <clears throat> for comic book lovers like all, all, the four of us, uh, it was not the greatest. So I mean, it's it's one of those movies. Then it's like, okay, it's a great action movie. Terrible right. comic book movie, but great action movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yes. Oh, I, I really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> and, um, I don't want to spoil it, you know, for any of the three of you who haven't watched it, but the ending really puts you in the feels. I like, feel like it, you have to spoil it just yeah, for me just, to yeah, want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to, give, uh, okay. you need to give me something for me to be like, so the final scene. Um, so if you know the history of these two characters, they, I mean, they're all, they, they are the true protagonist to an antagonist and vice versa in any comic book series ever. <clears throat> and that is of course, Professor X and Magneto. Well, what you see in the final scene <clears throat> is, uh, Professor X sitting at this table. I believe it was in like Paris or something. It could have been, it was a coffee shop. I know that much. Um, but, uh, what you see is him sitting at a table and, uh, Magneto walks up and, and, you know, Magneto is, is simply, you know, he, he's not evil. He's not trying to stop him anyway. He's just like, you know, how about we have a game? And you think to yourself a game and then you realize, oh, what's the one game they always play with one another, regardless if it's on the board or in chess. real life. They're always chess. playing chess. Yeah. Chess. Yep. And <clears throat> Magneto finally convinces him to be his best friend again at the very last second and say, Hey, for old time's sake, why don't you play me? 
and and you get that like that friendly brotherly rivalry come out. It was just a really good like heartwarming moment to end that entire saga on because it was just one of those moments of like you want to see these two characters embrace like brothers once again and it, it honestly that that really sold me for it. Um again, the rest of the movie was fantastic but that one scene right at the very end was like, yep, that's what I needed. That's what I needed for this to be a good movie. <laughs> So when you brought up when when you brought up him being like at a table, I'm not gonna lie. The first thing that came up to my mind was the Illuminati. Is like, what is he at the Illuminati table? Like, is, <laughs> is that what's happening? That would be sick. Uh, that would be a mega spinoff. Like, by the way, this is the last movie we're doing. Here's a cliffhanger. <laughs> Man, oh, I've been I've been waiting for hints for that, but I was like, they got they got introduced Namor and his other people. They have uh, to bring Fantastic Four into that. They got to bring them in. The Inhumans, the leader of the Inhumans, he has to be in the MCU too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to, I want to say this real quick. So one thing that got me going back to Mephisto real quick. <clears throat> one thing that got me was in the Halloween episode um, where we got to see, uh, and I'm just gonna, I'm, you know, I, I don't know if this is a word that can be bleeped, but I'm gonna simp real quick for uh, Wanda because when she wore her Scarlet Witch costume, not the outfit we saw at the end, but her costume, I was like, yeah. bruh. <laughs> what up, ma? What up, ma? Uh, but no, you know, you see, you see the Halloween episode, and what threw me off and thinking that Quicksilver was actually Mephisto, or that Mephisto was lurking around somewhere, was one specific line where you hear him say, uh, "Unleash hell, demon spawn." And I was like, "Hold on a second, what did he just say?" Like, I even rewound. I was like, "Hang on, did he just say that?" Because. Those were the, there were little Easter egg moments throughout the entire yeah. scene, saga or, or the the series rather, where I was like, "It's got to be Mephisto." Yeah, it's got like another. Thing it, to, there's no way it's not. Yeah, to, another thing to bounce off of that though is when um I don't know if you remember when Wanda and Agatha went to like this town meeting with like the women and they had like they had, like tea and stuff, and I can't remember if it was the head lady or if it was Wanda that mentioned hell and Agatha was like hell's a lot closer than you think and it, well, you <laughs> mean uh the line where uh, uh Dottie says uh the devil's in the details and, oh yeah uh, Agnes goes Agnes goes that's not the only place he is yeah exactly <laughs> I'm just thinking of myself like Agnes you filthy stop <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it was stuff like that to where like maybe it's handing at him being there but I mean I feel I feel with the twins being there, I feel this was Scarlet they, they, Witch in general. He he has to be lurking around. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He has, has to be. They gotta introduce him. They they got too much stuff not to do. Introduce him. Like especially with the twins already there, because he's a big part of the twins. Well, one and, thing we have to keep in mind, though, one thing we have to keep in mind is the MCU isn't one hundred percent canon to the comics. They rip a lot of stuff from the comics. But they don't always use everything from the comics. So while I think they're still going to introduce Mephisto and probably the Multiverse of Madness, uh, uh, you know, Doctor Strange's next movie coming up, I, yeah. uh, they might introduce him there, but it wasn't it, like the one thing I had to keep telling myself was it wasn't a guarantee because again, you know, like, you know, like you said, it was the, the twins were made from basically pieces of Mephisto. You know, they, they, like he absorbed them back into him. Um, Mephisto, uh, Agnes, uh, the only time that we really saw Agatha Harkness rather, uh, bring up anything of Mephisto was her little quips here and there. But in the, uh, in the witch trial, uh, you know, I think it was episode what, eight or nine, 
in that witch trial where you see her uh, bound and they try to take her power, uh, that was a sign of her literally being granted power from Mephisto. Yeah, that's these these little Easter eggs that we're getting out of this it tells me that they're going to introduce him at some point. But I don't think he's going to be introduced the way we're accustomed to him being introduced from the comics. Because right. I mean, I, I, I agree with you on that part. But since the the what's it called the Damn, the the wizard guy, Doctor Strange. So they're bringing in Spider Man into that. If you read the comics, Supreme, sir, have some respect. Yeah, yeah my bad, my bad. You ain't no Harry like Potter, you. right? <laughs> my bad. No, so they're introducing a Spider Man and all that. In the comics, Spider Man asked Mephisto to erase everybody's mind because now everybody knows that Spider Man is Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. So uh, I want. I want to. Now, so one thing. Because, hold on, I want to ask one quick. The book. What was the name of the book again? The Dark Hold. The, the Dark Hold. Is that the same as the Blood Bible Doctor Strange uses? Am I correct uh, in that or no? Uh, no, I think they're two separate books. But the Dark Hold okay. that we saw uh, in this, pr- from what I've read as far as Marvel stuff going on in the in the MCU right now, the Dark Hold that we saw Agnes having is the same Dark Hold that was missing from the library. Uh, in um, uh, well, in his library, that is. Yeah, it was also an Agent of Shield too during the Ghost Rider arch. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. I believe that was actually debunked. I believe that was, was debunked. It? That, was it? That, I thought someone else. Was- yeah. So, from my understanding, from and and I could be wrong. Somebody fact check me. Um, <laughs> from my understanding, the Darkhold that we saw in <laughs> Agents of Shield was not the actual Darkhold that uh is the correct um, you know, book. <laughs> From if I re- his library. If I remember correctly, the book they had there was just a copy of the original. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I thought that was the thing because they were trying to rewrite the book. No? Am I wrong? If it very well could be. If very well could be. <clears throat> I just I know from everything that I've read as far as what's going on in the MCU, the dark hold that Scarlet Witch is holding, or not holding, rather levitating in front of her, um, as we're hearing her children scream in the distance, uh, which was honestly a very horrifying moment. But uh <laughs> it went that same book is the one that we are to know as the dark hold. One thing that I was kind of hoping to see, I, I was hoping Doctor Strange did make a a little bit of an appearance outside of just being name dropped. I was like, like the Sorcerer Supreme. Primarily because when I think it was Thor Ragnarok, when Thor and Loki came to Earth looking for their dad, uh, Doctor Strange is like, he grabbed them instantly because he was like, you guys, like, I, like, you guys are majestic, you know, you guys could cause problems and so on and so forth. Like, he was, he's like monitoring the entire world. For anything paranormal, so I figured, you know, Wanda made this shot in this giant universe on the planet itself. I was hoping he would have made like somewhat of an appearance, like, uh, "What are you doing? What, what's going on here?" But unfortunately, we didn't get that. But I do like at the end credit scene, she's doing his technique where he's where she's uh uh what's it, what it called when she's meditating. Like, Meditate like she's walking around drinking tea while she's right there studying as he would, and then you hear her kids in the background, which maybe I'm because she said she does say she's gonna learn more about herself, right? And obviously she's reading from the source. And with Doctor, with Doctor Strange's whole second movie is going through different, you know, timelines and whatnot. 
I wonder if there's gonna be a clash right there where maybe Mephisto has her kids and that's why they're screaming and she's trying to find a way to get to them or to bring them back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh I mean <sighs> there are, for me there are way too many avenues that we way could take many. from that last scene. Um uh what it, it, it's tough to talk about that because we didn't get enough substance from it. Right. Yeah. I'm totally reaching. I'm not, yeah. Yeah, like well and, and that's a beautiful part. That honestly and that's what makes being a comic book lover and a comic book show lover amazing is we can reach for the moon <laughs> and, and and miss it completely or barrel right through it. You never know. Right. We we can have all these wants and theories and then get pissed off they didn't do it but still enjoy the content they gave us. Oh yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um I I do wish that that scene was just a touch longer uh to give us a little more context behind it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, one thing that really, and, and this is kind of derailing a little bit. One thing that got me with that scene though, was if you remember referencing Dr. Strange, uh, if you remember when he was studying, there were times where he would be sleeping and his astral form would be mm-hmm. studying, but it was just an astral form. Right. We just watched Wanda create an entirely different body. That was sitting on the front step of her house to basically make people go, Oh, there's nothing going on there. We're not going to stop and look like she made uh, a physical body of a duplicate of herself to make it seem as though it was a completely harmless building. So she could study the dark. I mean, that just shows her power. And I love the Easter egg they had with the depression medication. Nexus. Yes. yes. I love that time because she's, she's labeled as a Nexus being. Yep. Um, and the fact that, you know, she literally made her own reality and at the end made another self of her shows why she is a Nexus being. And for the audience that don't know what a Nexus being is, it's, it's a, it's a being that's able to alternate reality. To their own realm. They can mm-hmm. change. The pers- uh, perspective. They can pretty much create their own world. And so. There's only a few of them. The only ones that are coming off the top of my head right now. Is Scarlet Witch. Uh, Franklin. Franklin Fantastic. Which is. Uh, Mr. Fantastic's son. Um, I think Loki is considered one. Legion. Lo- Lo- Loki isn't. Because Loki can't make his own if I remember correctly he can't make his own reality he can only um, what's the term I'm gonna go anime here but like genjutsu like delusion he can, he can only make delusions <laughs> he can't really make reality happen he can oh, only th- make you think it's a reality where where you know Scarlet Witch changes it. You can have a cup of coffee here and Loki can make you think it's a beer where Scarlet Witch can actually make it into a beer. Um, Very true. So those are the only two. I want to say is it Swamp Thing or Man Thing that's in Marvel? Man Thing. Man Thing. Swamp Thing is in DC. So I want to say Man Thing is also a Nexus being. 
Because if I remember correctly, reading Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, at the end, he's brought up as making different dimensions and as a way to kill a Taskmaster, which is I thought was a lazy way of ending that story. <laughs> but, uh, I was going to say also, what about Legion? He's one of the most powerful mutants. I think he could do that too, no? I don't know. I don't know too much about Legion. I know of him. But I don't know too much if he can or not. I don't know. Someone fact check us if we're wrong. Oh yeah. And uh, one thing that I want to just just to hop off Wanda herself. So is Vision coming back? <laughs> I thought he was back when that one. Uh, He's kind of back. He's semi back. So I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the comic books, uh, Vision or White Vision, uh, it has all the memories and knowledge uh, of the past of what's happened. However, he does not act on the feeling of love that the original Vision had. Yes. So, so he has all the not he has all the memories intelligence. He just doesn't have the emotions. I will say, though, one thing I thought was pretty cool was instead of having this giant bra between the visions that I wanted, colored vision, wait, that doesn't sound right, non-white vision, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Back it up, Terry, throw it in reverse. (laughs) Normal vision. (laughs) I love how he like, it got just normal. <laughs> Vision himself. Okay. Anyways, I love how he totally mind fucked White Vision. Talk, give, talking about the um, the ship of Theseus and how like he got got philosophical, man. He, he dude, hey, he went he, deep. And the thing is, what's so he, cool about it is that I took philosophy last semester, so I know that. And I was like, ah. I feel like that means. I mean, Vision was all like, "Look, man, you gotta get woke. They <laughs> they using you, bro. Like I've seen all these memes <laughs> about it, bro. Like it's been hilarious." <laughs> but yeah, no, that that scene I thought was pretty dope. I mean, granted, so, I still wanted some more, you know, punching and whatnot. But you know, sometimes you I, gotta I, I, the person. I do feel Vision will come back. I feel he has to come back. Well, in the comics, he comes back and he still wants a family, but this time he builds it himself. Yeah, yeah, he makes his own family. <laughs> and they, they turn out being, that's, that's actually, being like a, that's actually a comic I'm reading. It's called The Visions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna reach uh, on my end here. Um, I think we're gonna we're seeing the next big Marvel uh, Avengers team up. Um, and I have a feeling it's good that Vision's somehow going to end up on the space station with the scrolls where Nick is. And, uh, that's where Monica Rambeau is headed right now. If we remember that last scene, uh, she, she's headed into space. Um, something tells me that Nick, uh, Fury is putting together the next Avengers team and we're going to see him pop up in that. I don't think we're going to see him pop up in anything else until that. I want Monica Rambeau to be the new Captain Marvel. Saying that right now. So, so let me ask you a question. Um, going off of that, do you think, because I know it's been held, hinted at, I know it's been talked about that 
they might be going towards the Squirrel Wars. Is that what it's called, right? I think it's uh, the Secret Secret Wars or something like that. Se- yeah, yeah, Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Do you see it? Do you see them committing to that? Because honestly, with with how Wanda's going, I'm kind of hoping that they do tie in the X-Men and they kind of go the House of Elm route, personally. Because I would, I would prefer that. I could see it. Being honest. I could 100% see it. Um, I, <clears throat> I think that what we're going to see in the next phase... So, I mean, if you think about it, the last saga we got was the Infinity Saga, so they're putting together the next saga as we're watching it unfold in front of us. Um, and within the next decade, you know, we'll probably end up getting another three or four Avengers movies. Uh, I think Secret Wars will definitely be one of them. I think we're going to see the Dark Avengers at some point. Uh, and I think that probably the last big bad that we'll see is, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Galactus. Galactus, thank you. Yes, I think the last big bad that we'll see is Galactus. See, for all that though, they got to introduce a new Fantastic Four. Even for the well, well, so that is a beautiful segue. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, one thing that anybody watches TGB, they know I love segues. Um, so the thing that I was most upset with in this show. I got my hopes up and I admittedly say I shouldn't have. I thought that the, uh, astrophysicist or whatever they were saying, uh, the term was for this person who made the, the truck for Monica to get into the, let the, me guess, uh, heck wall. Let, let me guess. You're, you're hoping they were referencing Richard Reed, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was hoping Mr. Fantastic himself would show up. Um, I was, I was really let down when all we got was some captain in the military walking like, here's your truck. Like I was, I was a little upset about that, but hey, to make you feel better, hey, I mean, well, if Mr. Well, Fantastic this, made it, will, the trick would have worked. You know? No, well, I mean, I will say this though. I will say this. It could be that she was still talking about Richard Reeves and that this chick just helped deliver the product. And that's that you're exactly right. You were exactly right. I feel like that very well could be the case. Um, <clears throat> the hard part that I, I'm having to get my brain wrapped around here is that they, there's, there's no way they can't introduce the fantastic four within this phase because uh, there's a couple key pieces that we're missing in the MCU right now. We're missing a super genius. I don't care what anybody says. Tony was way smarter than um, uh, Bruce. Point blank period, way smarter than him. Oh, yeah. But that was also because Tony was in a completely different area of knowledge, like with, with yes. what his technological background was. Um, yes. You know, Bruce all, often said that he had a lifetime study of gamma radiation, um, which, I mean, this this goes all the way back to the first Avengers movie, uh, where he even said that he, they were saying that he was trying to recreate how they made Captain America and ended up becoming the Hulk. They, they dropped that little nugget, like trying to almost build a, a new, um, story arc for, if you will, for him saying like, Oh, he was basically trying to become you, uh, when they were talking to Cap and, and Avengers one. Uh, but we don't have a super genius anymore. We don't. We, we have a brilliant scientist but we don't have a super genius and Reed Richards could fill those shoes. I don't care what anybody says. He could fill those shoes. He is brilliant in technology. He's brilliant in science. He's brilliant all across the board. Um, 
we need it back. We need him so, in the show. I wish or, they made Spider-Man. Spider if, if they introduce Mephisto, you know, uh, Reed Richards has to be there because he's actually the one that defeats Mephisto. Yeah, in the comics. Yeah, in the comics. Um, I will say this though, where I would slightly disagree about there not being a genius. Black Panther is known for being one of the one of the intelligent people in the Avengers team, right? And in well, yeah, he was, he was part of the Illuminati. Yeah, like Tony Stark has compared them close to himself. Now, I'm not going to say he is Tony Stark, but I can see them trying to make Black Panther the new Tony Stark of sorts. Or his sister. That, or his sister. I mean, how, however they want to go about that. Where Black Panther is at the time. Yeah. Well, Black so... Panther, I, I would I would counter that with this. I would counter that by simply saying, on, in the MCU, we truly don't know how smart Black Panther is. We know how smart Shuri is, because Shuri yeah. straight up owned Bruce when she was like, looking at Vision's head, like, well, why didn't you do it like this? <laughs> and <laughs> Bruce looks like a total punk, like, you know. But, you know, Shuri very well could be. But yeah. she has no position amongst the Avengers right now. True. Whereas Black Panther does. You know, mm-hmm. so she only really like we can only really count her as a footnote within the MCU because her part isn't big enough outside of just being T'Challa's sister, which is so disheartening because I feel like she would, they should go that route with her. They should make her like I feel like that, I yeah, I feel like there's so much potential there, like like storyline and marketing wise. It's true. It's very true. But I will say this, the the reason I don't think we can firmly state that, because you know, within the comics, yes, within the comics, without a doubt, yes. But within the MCU, I don't think we can firmly state that he was smarter than Tony because we never saw them actually have a conversation. Right. You know, if you think about it, Black Panther, like even in Civil War, what were the times that he interacted with Tony? Well, he walked past him. And then he ended up on his team. He never truly talked to him. He never showed his wit. He never showed his brawn. He, he never showed his knowledge to and, Tony. And, and I feel that's more like plot because of the plot. Because in, in the movies, they made him more focused on, one, revenge, and then two, uh, unity, bringing, bringing his nation together. And not so much on the brilliance of Black Panther himself, more or less of who's the person underneath Black Panther. Yep. Yep. And I, I mean, I could, <clears throat> one could even make an argument to say in the MCU, Killmonger is more, uh, is smarter than, uh, than Black Panther right now. Pachana? Cause Killmonger yeah. literally out, out strategized him in every format. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, he, you know, there's ways, there's ways we could speculate on that all day long, which also, Killmonger got done in way too soon. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I was about to say, I was so sad I when he died. I mean, the, the way he died was poetic. I loved it. I was just sad he died. Man, but yeah. we can say that about like, a bunch of villains in MCU. They died way too soon. Yeah. And then some didn't die soon enough. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, <clears throat> I feel like we have to have Fantastic Four show up. And I do think that Marvel, I mean, I know they've confirmed it, but I do think that they're going to bring in the X-Men and the Fantastic Four sooner than later. Yeah. Um, also putting my bid in now, John Krasinski for, uh, for Mr. Of Fantastic. Um, of course. 
But we like as it stands right now, you know, we need a super genius to take over that role from Tony because Tony's no longer in the show oh, in the movies. Tony's no longer in that format. He's dead. He's gone. We're not going to get him back unless for some odd reason they go, hey, we could go back in time and grab Tony. Um, I think that that would fit that role perfectly. I was just a little upset that they teased it and didn't show him. <laughs> so, okay. So here's my question when you brought up, you know, going back and bringing them with Dr. Strange in the multiverse. Do you feel that Iron Man will come back? It just won't be the R Iron Man. It'll be a different Iron Man. Ironheart, maybe. No, not even Ironheart, but an Iron Man from a different universe, from a different multiverse. Like, say, say his world is not because one of the Avengers comics I'm reading now, you know, talks about. Real quick, if if they did that, I would be upset because I would say they watch too much CW and they watch too much of the Flash. Because that's what they do every (laughs) season. But 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 that's what's common. That's what's very common in comic books, right? No one truly ever dies, unless you're the original Captain Marvel who died of what cancer or something. I think so. Yeah. uh, But no one really truly dies, and so if they were to bring Iron Man back, I can see them bringing back someone from a different multiverse, and not even be Robbie Downey Jr. Might be some other smuck who (laughs) plays Iron Man. I'll say this. I think what we'll get, because if I'm not mistaken, I think Robert Downey Jr. signed on for like two more cameos. Mm. Like, I think, I think it was like, he took a year off, you know, did Dr. Doolittle, which really wasn't that great. Um, and you know, he, he did his thing, you know, really just kind of stepping away from the MCU because if you think about it, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is the MCU point blank period. The dude helped like basically bring it to life. Um, thank you, John Favreau. You're a brilliant man. Um, <laughs> but I, <clears throat> I think what we'll get, I don't think we'll get an Iron Man. I think we'll get a Tony Stark. Which, I, which I think would be I fine guess. personally. I think it would, I think it would not. Do the MCU any justice if for some odd reason Iron Man showed up? If Tony showed up, like if somehow throughout the multiverse, Doctor Strange runs into Tony and we already know their, their chemistry is a ticking time bomb of sarcasm. You know, if we know that they are, I, I think that would be a really good, like, um, plot twist or something or like a very, very good, like hole filler within the movie kind of giving you like a little comedic justice uh, within what is already being said as the scariest MCU movie to date already being listed as a horror esque movie. Um, I think what we'll get is, is probably Tony Stark. He's probably going to run into Tony somewhere, but he's, but I don't think we'll get Iron Man. And if they do Iron Man, I will be probably, I'll probably be upset because Tony died or Iron Man, I should say died in such a beautiful fashion. Yes, I, I, it would it would it would do it would do his character arc a lot of harm if they did that. And I don't I don't disagree with you on that. I don't. I just can see them bringing them back. <laughs> like I can that's just, lazy like, writing, too, dude. I'll be able to say because that's that's very lazy writing. That, that is lazy writing. I mean, when when Phil Coulson died in Avengers, and then they brought him back, I love how they did it. It worked, 
But at first, I was upset because I was like, gosh, can anyone just stay dead? Um, Because we don't know if Black Widow's on the stay dead. I'm assuming she is. Well, <clears throat> you know, I, and I'll say this. Y- y'all say it, it's poor writing, but I, I, I want y'all to envision this for a second. Think about this. It's like six or seven years down the road, and we're getting Avengers 7, you know? Um, <clears throat> there's this mega war taking place. Galactus is here, and we have to have a way for that, you know, we have to have a way for the Avengers to combat Galactus, and I'm sure there would be a way. But they go, we need a big brain. We need somebody who can understand this on a plane that we can't. Knowing how time is built within the MCU, because we got a full science lesson of it, even though we didn't ask for it. We got a full <laughs> science lesson of it in, in Endgame. You know, knowing how time is within its construct is within the MCU. Imagine that, you know, portal moment on the battlefield of Endgame. Imagine that Mjolnir moment where Cap throws it at Thanos. Imagine those moments, but it's Tony walking out of a time vortex or a time portal, fully suited up as Iron Man going, let's do this. Like, imagine that. I don't think that would be poor writing. I think that would be legendary. <laughs> I just think it's too soon to bring him back. Like, I think yeah. that it would be way too soon to bring him back into the MCU. It would do his character no justice whatsoever. But that moment, like, it gives me chills thinking about it if that were to happen. Yeah, and, and my thing is, is like, if they can explain, like I said, I was upset how they did with Phil Coulson until I started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a little bit more and how they went about it. To me, that was good writing. Um, and as long as they keep it good and just don't like, you know, okay, he's back because we went back in time and kidnapped him. Like, don't do that. Like, if you, if you, if you have a good reasoning, if he's, like, to me, the way I see it working out better is it's a different Iron Man from a different universe. That universe that he was in was dying. He was one of the few intelligent beings or remaining survivors left. Like, let's say it was the zombies or a, like, the, the world was just dying off. The resources was dying off. And he was one of the, few surviving members him black widow other avengers we haven't met yet and then they come into this universe i can see that being pretty okay yeah yeah i mean i can see that i i also think to this too is uh, with understanding that characters truly aren't dead going back to what you had said before is if you think about one very key detail that was so subtle anybody could have missed it what happened at the end of Endgame? The very end. What happened? His daughter went at the funeral. Who showed up after the funeral? After the funeral, you know, everyone's gone. Captain America when he's old. Exactly, exactly. Old Cap shows up. Right. So that means one very important detail. His time navigator is still with him. In 1970, he could show mm-hmm. up. Tony could show up. Anybody could show up because he still has enough pin particle to get to wherever he needs to go. That is interesting. I didn't think about that. that <clears throat> like I feel, I feel, I feel that's a uh, uh, 
what's the word? I guess a reach or a scapegoat or something. It's a hundred. It would a hundred percent be a scapegoat. (laughs) It would one hundred percent be a scapegoat. It would one hundred percent be a reach. But Marvel could easily, without a doubt, use that little nugget of information and even do like a callback to showing, like, look, he never came back. Even when he gave Sam the shield, he didn't have his uh, his time navigator on his wrist. It was old man Cap just passing the shield on, which means his navigator is somewhere in the world and no one knows where it's at. <clears throat> like I the, that. I like, like that. this little okay. nugget of information is so enormous in size when you think about it of what the ramifications it could cause later on in the MCU. <laughs> like I know I'm reaching. I know without a doubt I'm reaching, and I'm, anybody who and wants a comment, a you can say I'm reaching. It's a I, 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 Like off a little, a little off topic. Have y'all seen that YouTube? I don't know if it was College Humor or who did it, where it it, it was like the years of Captain America yes. living his life. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I swear, I, I swear, Steve. I think, I think that Hydra or somebody's infiltrating Shield. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. what? <laughs> No, no, honey, no, not at all, not at all. And I don't know what she's talking like about. She's trying, but like she's debating on buying stocks in Apple or another company. <laughs> and she, she, she goes to the other companies all like, <laughs> oh, poor cat. Well, wasn't the other one? Uh, wasn't the other one like, oh, look at that, JFK's visiting Dallas today or something like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, oh no. Hey, hey that's, that's our landmark, all right? Don't hate. I was gonna say like they're talking about like, hey, we should take a trip to New York. Oh, like, oh, damn, they reached for that one. (laughs) But no, I I, I firmly say, I I firmly say that uh, the MCU, what we're about to witness, uh, I think we're about to get a, uh, honestly, I would say anybody out there who is a Marvel fan, who is really appreciating the MCU as it has blossomed into this beautiful, just artwork that we're getting consistently. I'm going to tell you right now, go get in your car, buckle your seatbelt as tight as you can, and hold on to your steering wheel because the ride you're about to go on in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, no Dude. one is prepared for. Nobody Dude. is prepared for that. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, uh, look, I'm looking so forward to that. I want to stay with Marvel. I want to go completely left field, right? We're going away from Disney Plus and their products. Have y'all seen the trailer of Modoc? Uh, Oh, that cartoon show. Yeah. It's Robot Chicken. I, I, okay, okay. I've seen the trailer, and then I saw like the mini episode they had. There was like a like a three and a half minute like episode. Joe, have you seen it by any chance? I have not. I, okay. I can easily say that's one thing I have not seen. Okay, so let, let, me, let me explain it to you, right? So, the I recently watched like a couple of days ago, but I seen like snippets of it on Instagram and whatnot, and. Visually, you're like, oh, it's it's a kids show because you know it's it's like animated dog. Like you seen Robot Chicken, right? Yes. Ab- so, oh, absolutely, absolutely, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's that same style. So, I was like, but oh, better, but better. I feel it's don't, more. Don't hate on Robot Chicken. Crisp. I'm, a, I'm not. I, I love Robot, Robot Chicken, chicken. but I hate Robot Chicken. I'm sorry. Don't hate. The sh- <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, I. Saw it and I'm like, oh, it's another Disney Plus kids show. Well, I saw this actually going on Hulu, and I'm like, oh, all right, let's let's just find out. So basically, what it is, it's a comedy with the format of Robot Chicken, and 
he it starts out with him arguing with his assistant, talking about how like he's like I'm a good businessman. He's like, sir, it's probably a bad time to tell you, but we're we're, we're bankrupt. So he's like, I I ought to shoot you with my beam. He's like, but I still need to do your taxes. So he turns around and shoots the guy's arm off. And he's like, oh, I thought the coffee was for everyone. And then just dies. And then literally the whole rest of the trailer is him just killing people. And, and I think the comedy is Robot Chicken style. So uh, I'm pretty sure it's not going to tie into anything MCU related. But I am totally hyped for that just for the fact that I love Robot Chicken. And you should check it out, dude. It's phenomenal. I, I will add that to the list and, and check it out because I've been I've been trying to find more shows now that I can't binge watch WandaVision anymore. Um, you know, I've been trying to find shows to watch. So I'm going to add that to the list right now. Actually, as a matter of fact, I have my phone out looking it up as we were talking. <laughs> I think, I think it's going to be pretty funny. I don't know how long it'll last though. I don't think it's going to be a long, I mean, he's a, a long niche franchise character villain for the most part. I mean, he's popular, but not as, the only reason I know Modoc is because I watched that Spider-Man, the, the anime series like from the nineties. And I played Marvel's Capcom. Outside of that, I don't know much about him at all. I mean, that, that's one thing I will say that I love about Marvel is that they just they don't stick to just like mainstream villains and heroes. They bring in other people who aren't very well known. They still haven't brought out my man Nova. So waiting for that moment. <clears throat> okay, so I, I, I wanna I wanna say this though when it comes to villains. Heroes, Marvel hits 100%. Villains, eh, they're oh. like a, they're like a 60 40. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> like one in particular that I think of is, uh, Whiplash from Iron Man 2. <laughs> like, Mickey Rourke did a phenomenal job with that character. I love Mickey Rourke as an actor. Think he's phenomenal. Loved a lot of his movies. Um, I just think that they did not give him enough due diligence and that's the same thing i've seen with a few different villains like i I understand that we're not always going to get a thanos we're not always going to get a killmonger we're not always going to get a loki but like give us more substance because like i i think back to iron man 2 you know in particular because whiplash was really the villain all along but in reality what you're seeing is all these different parts moving that are kind of detracting from his story. You know, like the showdown that they had on the F1 track was dope. Like I thought that was amazing. And honestly, I thought that battle could have gone on even longer, but the fact that really like the next time you see him fight isn't until the end of the movie. And even then his battle was all of what? Five minutes. Yeah. I was pretty short. Yeah. It was literally like, Oh, I've got Iron Man and I've got war machine wrapped up right now. Oh, shoot me with your beam. Boom. And then he explodes. Like, what? I mean, most of the action came from his droids. That's about it. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I just, I like, I want to see more substance out of some of these villains. I want to, I want to, I like, you want to see them develop into like a legitimate character instead of just being a one off. Exactly. Exactly. Like, Give me someone who, like, I, I, I think of Killmonger and Thanos on this specifically, is, like, those two villains were two villains who I, in the movie, as I'm watching it, very first time going, man, he's actually right. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, like, 
yeah, you're right, man. Like, find the power. Brant, Thanos, yeah, dude, kill half the universe. I don't care. Like, you're right. I got to eat. Like, you know, like, it's just you think about these things. You're like, he's actually right. One thing, though, you know, couldn't Thanos just snap and make double the food? Um, Nothing to talk about long term. Long term, I don't think that would work. Uh, yes. Well, I think he even I think he even said he had a monologue somewhere where he was explaining how the uh, the universe's uh, resources are finite, you know, but population ever grows. Like just because you double the food doesn't mean it's going to last that like double the time. It, it means that the population is going to catch up at some point, and those resources are going to deplete even faster than they did before. And then once those resources he created deplete, well, then guess what? You have a total collapse. Like. <clears throat> he, I mean, like, I would say even his solution wasn't a solution because he even said like, no matter what, we're gonna we're gonna dry out. All I can do is prevent prevent it from happening sooner. And that's yeah. all he was trying to do is okay. Instead of dying in ten years, we'll die in a hundred years, but we're still gonna die. Yeah, and that's also one thing I, I thought. Uh, was quite interesting with a lot of people who got upset with how his character arc almost <clears throat> like it almost deteriorated back to a, an adolescent mindset, if you will, because if you look at his mindset in, in, in uh, infinity war, it's very philosophical. It's structured. It's, it's, it, it I believe Dr. Strange, uh, the sorcerer supreme, excuse me. Uh, I had to go back to that. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, you know, he even says, he's like, oh, so you're a prophet. Like he, he basically calls him on his BS and he's like, oh, so basically everything you're saying, you're, you're trying to be, you know, ju- you're trying to be some prophet here who's predicting what's going to happen. And he said, no, I just know my job. I know what I have to do. And <clears throat> then people got upset a little bit because, when you see him again in, in in Endgame, they're expecting him to have the exact same mindset that he that had in Infinity doing, War. No, no, that uh, nine year difference makes a difference. Like, yeah. and that's why I really found it much more villainous, less philosophical, much more villainous. When he was like, "I'm," I, you've made me realize what I have to do. My original mindset was not correct. I'm just going to wipe you off of the face of this universe and wipe this universe all the way back to the beginning. Snap my fingers and create a new one where no one will know what took place before. Only I mean, me. I'll, I'll even say this though, because at first he was also more patient. He was playing the weight game, and that's because he had to. He didn't know where these stones were. And then you go back and he's all like, oh, all the stones are already in place here. Well, then let's just go get them. Why are we waiting? Like he, he was being smart about it in my eyes. Yeah, no, he was he, in, in uh, Infinity War. He was strategic and philosophical in Endgame. It was almost like they basically gave the kid to the candy. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, they, they, they were basically like, here's the candy store. Have fun. And they, they uh, it's, it's just, they, I, I want more villains like that. I want more villains, whether it be true villainy, where it's just like, I'm literally going to murder you and I, I don't care. I'm going to wipe you off the face of the planet and then incur a, a however long minute battle straight up, like to, to end all battles. Like, cause I think we can all agree the final battle in Endgame is the best piece of uh just 
combatant movie cinema that we've ever seen. Yeah. Like, like I have never in my life. I, I, well, actually, I take it back. The only time I've ever done this before was in Avengers one when we saw all six of them in a circle and it was just that epic moment of them just like coming together. But like when you hear Avengers assemble, like, oh my God, dude, I was out of my chair. My <laughs> wife was sitting next to me and she just sees me like, Woo! like, you know, like, I, I'm in the theater and just cheering. Cause I'm like, this is amazing. I That's- mean, like, like going off of that though, because like the first Avengers and then like civil war, like you see it and, and not that it was bad, but you see that and you're like, when the comic, there was a lot more chaos going, there's a lot more people. And then in Endgame or Infinity War, when they all at the end, when they have all the heroes coming, you're like, "That's what it's supposed to be. That's amazing. Like that. That's literally like a comic book panel right there." Well, I think what they did was the bait and switch. I think what they did was they were giving us these morsels and they baited us into like for Civil War. They baited us into thinking like, "Oh, it's gonna be all this carnage." on this tarmac like oh we're gonna see this airport be blown up because <laughs> all these characters are gonna show up out of nowhere we're gonna get this epic battle when in reality all we got was you know young spider-man which don't get me wrong amazing absolutely amazing yes. love the fact he's in the mcu but like we get young spider-man and what bucky but yeah like and so it but then they, they kept baiting you they kept baiting you they're like well well you you liked it. You like you want some more. You want some more. Guess what? Here's the whole feast. Like, and it's just they. That's why. Like, that's why. Infinity, like the Infinity Saga, is truly from beginning to end. The and I'm gonna say this: the best piece of cinema that anybody has ever seen in our lifetime. How tell me. How many other studios could do that many movies and tie in that many storylines into such an epic conclusion? Not DC. <laughs> well, I'm a DC, DC fan. An- I can say DC, DC can't animated do it. actually did that. That's animated, though, bro. Come on now. We're talking yeah, live no, action. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 like, I agree. Don't hate on the like, animated, like, right? That's some good shit. No, no. I, this is what I'm going to say. <laughs> right, Isaac? As, High as, five, Isaac. High five. As, as far as live action, Marvel. Hands down, Marvel. Of course. Animated, animated, I lean more towards DC. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I could go on for days about animated DC. Like they, they have that unlocked. Marvel can't touch it, yes. but also, but Warner Brothers just needs to go on and sell DC over to Disney so Disney can do it right. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what it is about Disney, man. They, they're the friggin' Illuminati. Like they just know, they, I, I think they have like this virtual drug that they feed us to make us love their stuff. Like it's, it's so good. I mean, I, I hated their their uh, their Star Wars movies, but the, the they they fixed themselves with the Mandalorian. So, oh they, yeah, absolutely, they, they absolutely. Hiccups, but um, but I, I I to say to go back to that real quick, like with the the uh, the big battles and such, and and talking about how <clears throat> you know they've done this, it almost scares me to say like, how are they going to top that? Like, yeah. Like, granted, WandaVision is a phenomenal way to start. Like, oh, yeah. you gotta think they're already on top of Mount Everest. You can't get much higher. And now they're suddenly building a ladder going, bet. Like, <laughs> we're going to outer space, baby. <laughs> like, it's but just. I, I kind of like that though, how, how they went about it because it went from like, 
when it first started, a steady increase to like this, like, you know, you're going 100 miles an hour. And then you go back to one division where you're going back to like 30, 40 miles an hour, but it's still so good. Yeah, they're patient. Oh, yeah. You want more. They have phenomenal yes. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more there. Could not agree right. more. So I don't know how long we got you for. So like, how long can you go for? Or you went about? I'm, I can go for a few more minutes. Hey, hey, everybody's asleep. I'm good. <laughs> All right. All right. We, we can go for a few, we can go for a couple more minutes. But, um, one thing I, I want to just, we, we mentioned this in our, I think our last episode. Uh, so I just want to, I just want, I want to get away from the MCU and everything. I just want to go. I just want to, I want to know you, Joe, when it comes to your comics and whatnot. If you can right now, let's, let's take, let's get rid of the MCU, right? It doesn't exist. Okay. If okay. someone came to you like, hey, we'll make you any Marvel movie you want from any story arc, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. That is, <clears throat> all right, Sean Evans. All right, chill out with the question. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, I gotta think about that. So we're talking strictly Marvel, correct? Straight, yeah, we'll take strictly Marvel. Just it could be anything, dude. Like for me, just to give you some time. For me, I said, even though it wasn't a very popular comic, just because I saw it look possible in uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, I would love to see a Marvel Zombies movie. I think it would look phenomenal. And like I read the comics, and I love the fact that Silver Surfer gets his head bitten off by the Hulk. Uh, but that's just me. And I, I can't, Andrew, you want to tell them yours and just Jacob? I'm trying to remember uh, mine's. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I have to look up the title of mine. I, I know exactly which one I would want, but I have to look up the title. I, I, I think I said the Spider-Verse. I think that's the one I said. Was there was the one with Venom? Agent Venom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Venom, you know, he's part of the Spider-Verse thing, Spider-Man, all that stuff. I, I know I brought the Spider Verse, but I, but we also already say like we kind of already think that's already about to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to. I, 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 I think I said the Venom Six One Six comic, the his his storyline. Okay. And um, I want to say I might have said House of M for me. I think you did, yeah. So mine would have to be, <clears throat> without a shadow of a doubt. Because uh, I had to think of it for a second, I, I had the image in my head, and uh, it's just it's it for me. It would have to be done. I'm I'm gonna build this up. It would have to be done so brutal. It would have to be bloody. It would have to be intense. It would have to be this just masterpiece where you feel the power, and that would be Thanos number fifteen, where we watch the Hulk eat Captain America. Because he is Thanos' pet. I I would need that. I know exactly what you talk about that one. I need that. I I don't know why I need it. I don't know if it's this primal, carnal, like just like being in the back of my head saying like I need it, but like I need that. I mean, if you're you're going, if you're going that dark, that 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 made me think of the. The story arc, pretty much of just Thanos' upbringing. Oh um, yeah, that's, that's that was uh, so dark. And if they made a movie out of that, that man, was depressing, that would be bro. Intense. <laughs> Can I add a second one? Can I add a second? Because there, there is one Go comic, well, a graphic novel in the Mar- uh, in the Marvel universe that I would really love to see. I wish they had done it correctly. I would love to see World War Hulk. I'm about yeah. to say that. I'm about yes. To say that. 
Yeah. 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 Um, because, because honestly, that's so a long, 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 long time ago. Uh, I had, you know, been collecting comics for a long time, but a buddy of mine got World War Hulk as a graphic novel. And I was like, I gotta read this. Cause I, I had seen snippets of it, but I was like, I gotta read this. The graphic novel is fantastic in every yes. way. Yes. You, you, you know about Hulk's wife, the Queen of Old Strong. You know about his son, Scar. You know about the planet Sakar. Like that's where, like, when they showed Thor Ragnarok and said that Sakar would be in it, I was like, huh? What? We're getting World War Hulk? Yes. <laughs> like, I dude, was no. so excited. I was so disappointed how they portrayed Hulk in the MCU, dude. Yeah, like, no. I, I thought we were going, I thought we were going to get, um, uh, world, world killer Hulk, you know, from, from the comic. Well, so world, I, world I was, breaker. world breaker. There you go. My bad. I wasn't upset with how they did him. What I felt, what I was upset with was that they caged in his story. Like they caged in his story because they could only do but so much. Like you go and look at the movie they did with Edward Norton <clears throat> and uh, they had abomination who abominations make it a comeback in the she Hulk show ready for nice. that. By the way, that's going to be oh, dope. <clears throat> and they're, they're uh, apparently. They're actually, so what they're saying now is that Incredible Hulk, what we saw in that movie, <clears throat> is actually canon to the MCU now. Really? Like, like the guy, I can't remember the actor's name, I'll look it up real quick. Uh, let me see here. Is it like Graffio or something the like that? The one that played, uh... Yeah, the guy who played Abomination. Abomination actor. Let's oh, see. Abomination. It was, yeah, uh, Tim <laughs> Roth. Tim Roth. Um, so, he played uh, Abomination in The Incredible Hulk, for those of you who didn't watch it. A lot of people didn't because it got a lot of bad reviews. Um, <clears throat> but Tim Roth played Abomination, and then Thunderbolt Ross is apparently making a comeback in, in She-Hulk as well. Like, that's huge because Red you Hulk? see all these what? characters from that movie, which was technically not canon at the time. Like, they were just basically saying, oh, that was a test. Iron Man's actually the originator. No, like, Incredible Hulk actually is canon now, and we're going to get that in full flavor within the She-Hulk show. Good. good. I didn't think that movie was bad, personally. I, loved it. I actually enjoyed it. Edward Norton better. as Bruce Banner is by far better than Mark Ruffalo, in my opinion. Yeah. We're going to agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like Edward Norton is fantastic, uh, but I just couldn't get Fight Club out of my head. Like, okay, see that makes, it was, makes sense, right? Because for me, um, when that, when that movie came out in, uh, let me see, I think I was just a, a wee laddie. So yeah, I was I was in middle school, two thousand eight. So I didn't, I haven't watched Fight Club yet. <laughs> but for me, like Edward that's Norton, fair. I for me because the first Hawk movie was in itself an abomination. But um, yeah, the, the Incredible Hulk movie for me, I I hold to very high standards for myself because it's just Edward Norton as Bruce Banner was better than Mark Ruffalo, in my opinion. Because Mark, so the, the thing is, it's not really Mark Ruffalo's fault, I guess, because the MCU went. It more, was the Hulk, the Hulk and, itself. The Hulk was that the he was he was a he wasn't intimidating as Edward Norton's Hulk. But the thing is, is that I guess for me, I I don't like that Mark Ruffalo's Hulk was com- comic relief. And whereas Edward Norton, that the dude I grew up watching being the Hulk was this dude. He could have killed Thanos, that Hulk, <laughs> like he, or he would at least put up a good fight compared to Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> I feel like 
Okay, so you might you you might hate me for this. Uh, if I get ejected from the show, listeners, <laughs> if I get ejected from the show, you know why. Um, so Edward Norton seemed like I, I might offend some people. Edward Norton seemed like a, a an angsty teenager. Oh, for sure, he's hard to work with. No, I mean like in the movie. Like oh, really? I think that 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 Bruce Banner seemed like an angsty teenager. Uh. Who would, he it was almost like he was going through some you know uh, some uh, uh, puberty moments of like oh my god my body's changing what is this like <laughs> and, and and like but Mark Ruffalo I love Mark Ruffalo's comedic ability with the character like he doesn't have to be all big bad and brooding because when you see him in Avengers <clears throat> when they bring him back in you know full time they find him. What was it in Cambodia? I think it was. Yeah. Or or some 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 odd third world country where he was being a doctor, and that's fantastic. Um, it's almost as if it really is almost as if what we saw was like the uh the Incredible Hulk with Bruce Banner, that actor, like way back when, where he fought his dad, like that that threw me off. But like it almost is like you see him in the jungle, and then suddenly they try to tie that in over here, like oh yeah, he's been in the jungle this whole time, like. No, no, he hasn't. But like, I, I feel like Mark Ruffalo, you get him in that brooding moment where he's just it, that, that really added to the line. Uh, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry. Like, that's because the one moment I thought he was the Hulk. That one, that moment I was like, okay. That, that's yeah. Like it. it sold it for me because you see him and you're like, why is he so upset all the time? It's almost like he's got this, like, like granted, yeah, he could turn into a giant green rage monster at any time and wreck, you know, like he said before at Harlem, but uh, it's like, you see, you see him with this weight on his shoulders throughout the entire movie. And then as he grows as a character, which ultimately leads into smart Hulk, his comedic value grows more and more. And I loved it because so, you see him grow, gain control of the monster. Yeah. I'm so I'm going to lean towards more Isaac. I loved Edward Norton's portrayal more. Um, but I see where the two are good in their own area. So like Edward Norton, you say he, he was like an anti teenager. Me, that kind of makes sense because there he's just becoming a hawk. He's like, his whole life is just flipped upside down. Um, or am I getting the movie mixed up? Then he just, wasn't that like an origin movie or no? Well, it was a, um, there's flashbacks to the origin. There, there's flashbacks. Yeah. They, they... So, so like to me, so it's still like the beginning stages of it. I feel it, like it's de- it's definitely kind of like the Spider-Man effect, where, where, where when we get Spider-Man, he's only been Spider-Man for six months. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's how I see it. Where with Ruffalo, he's already been the hog. He's already had time to process, and he's kind of to me has become more passive so because he's kind of just. Because, like, when, when you meet him at the cabin, he's all like, you know, I already tried to kill myself. You know, I shot a bullet and the other guy sped it out, you know. Which like is one to... of the most badass lines wait, wait, ever, I, by uh, the way. Wait, wait, so, so, so can we just say then that Edward Norton talk when he's out in the woods in his cabin and he shows that he's in control of the hawk with his green eyes. Would you say that's where Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner picks up? I would where, say so because he's already accepted right there. it and he is like on the hook. Exactly. Because well, in the director's cut of that movie, it actually ties into the MCU. Oh yeah, at the end of it, because it shows. Uh, yeah. 
uh, Tony Stark talked to uh, uh, what's no, 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 the director's cut. It shows like um, they're in like the North Pole or something, and I think that's where that's the scene where he shoot he tries to shoot himself. Oh, you're right. Actually. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Look at look right. at Angel stepping up. <laughs> That, that's that's crucial that's crucial i don't know I, it's just i just didn't feel like edward norton filled that part well enough i think it was a good movie like i think that the movie was great seeing abomination on live screen oh my god like it was fantastic you know that's a character that none of us would have ever like thought of seeing you know but really when you think about it you know who would be the ultimate villain for for the Hulk to go up against? Well, not his shape changing dad. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I I shit on that movie so much. It is it is horrible. Dude, I, I have, can't sit through the entire thing. Dude, I have bad <laughs> memories of that movie, man. Because I was that came out like what 2004, maybe 2005. See, you have bad memories. I have no memories because every time I watch it, I watch the back of my eyelids. Like <laughs> it. It's it's terrible. Like it's so bad. But but I will say for Edward Norton's uh, Hulk, you know, the best villain they could have done is exactly who they did and that was Abomination because mm-hmm. Abomination is such a key character in his story arc. Like it, as far as a villain who matches him pound for pound, you know, punch for punch, we didn't get anybody else until Thanos. If you think about it, like nobody really matched the Hulk pound for pound until Thanos, not even yeah. Thor. Thor still kind of got his ass whooped. Like, yeah, you know, it, it's just you, that, that you see that character build and that was great. I just wish I feel like as far as growth and maybe, maybe it's just the fact that they did the whole like, um, Don Cheadle thing where it's like, Oh, we're just going to put a new actor in this and maybe they won't notice. Like, I, maybe if Mark Ruffalo had played in that, I would have enjoyed it a bit more. I just didn't feel like Edward Norton filled those shoes enough. But I can also say on the opposite side of the same coin, if Edward Norton had stayed in that role and we saw, like y'all said, a, a much more mature Hulk, you know, a much more mature Bruce Banner who's been living with the Hulk for so long, I feel like my idea of that would have been swayed a bit more. I just appreciate the maturity factor behind where he's at. Seeing that weight on his shoulders manifested throughout the entire Avengers movie. Maybe that's the nugget that I'm missing for me to say like, yes, Edward Norton should have been the Hulk no matter what. Cause I don't, I, I don't dislike Edward Norton. I think Edward Norton's a phenomenal actor. I think he's had some great movies and I, I, I just love his work. Um, like one of my favorite movies of all time, the Italian job. He played a phenomenal villain in that entire movie. Fantastic job. But when it comes down to it, I just did, I guess I just didn't get enough of him in the maturity factor to say, yes, well, this is what, this is what sells me. Apparently, so Edward Norton, like you, like he's a screenwriter, right? And he like, he likes a lot of input in his movies. Apparently the movie that came out wasn't what he visioned it would happen because he visioned his Hulk having at least two movies he really wanted three and what he wanted his vision of it was to focus on bruce banner coping and like getting like you know getting out of the shock of being the hawk and then slowly migrating towards the hawk whereas that's where the creative differences came in where marvel's like no nah, we need the hawk right now 
So that's why, for instance, in the beginning of the movie, uh, when they, when Hawk does appear, he's in the shadows. He's not fully exposed. And that's why there's like smoke covering him. Because they, he, in his, his, his mind, he, he knew, everyone knew the Hulk, what he may look like, but he wanted to still have a little wow factor to it to where he make his grand appearance instead of just throwing them out at, during a college scene where, you know, he's up there at the college, they throw little smoke bombs and. Yeah. I like that thing though. That was a badass. No, that, no, that's what made the move for me, honestly. When he did, yeah. like, when he did, did the Sparta and kicked the guy into a tree. Yeah, no, that was freaking awesome. But. I think, wasn't it, wasn't it, uh, Tim Roth's character, uh, when he kicked him into the tree, because Tim Roth, like his character, he, that was before he became mm-hmm. Abomination. And well, he yeah, walks up and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, what are you going to do? And then you just see him like, bah! <laughs> like, and just kick him straight into a tree. And then you see him get up and like crack his neck. Like, all right, cool. It worked. Oh, let's go. Oh, no, no, no. The what actually happened was he, so he said, uh, is, is that it? Is that really all you got? And he kicked him and no, he, he died. <laughs> like his, like he hit the tree and his body just, Flowed back. That's right. Yep. 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 And, yep. Yep. And General Ross was like, "Damn." Yeah. General Ross was just, he's just like, "Well, shit." And then you go back, <laughs> and he's like, "How's he doing?" He's like, "Oh, he's fine." And he's like, taking the needles out. I was like, "All right, so when's the next time we're attacking him?" <laughs> like it was. Mm-hmm. Like what I love about that character is like, at first you see him as a headhunter, and then he got to the point where he had an addiction for the hog because he just wanted that power. Yeah. So yeah, when I, that he was a good villain, I dude, I totally agree. I, I just I I, <clears throat> I would I would love to see him be on the big screen again, mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. some way. Um, I don't think he's gonna get enough poetic justice, uh, just being in a Disney Plus show. Oh, no. Like I I think I think She Hulk's gonna be a great show. I just don't think it's gonna be enough of having Abomination. Uh, for us to, you know, tickle our fancy, if you will. Right. But I'm, yeah, I'm just glad they made Abomination how they how he is in the movies because I don't think I could have dealt with the fish fins. <laughs> That's fair. That's you fair. The fish fins, man. Hater, bro. I don't think I could have. <laughs> I, I don't think I could have taken them that seriously. Yeah. No. But um. So one more thing. Uh, one more question I want to ask you because we got the we got the movie right. We got the movie out of it that you would want. Yep. And. For me, I kind of got my dream of a TV show that I wanted. I'm still worried about it because I feel like Disney's gonna tone it down a bit. Because I'm I'm a I'm a big Moon Knight fan. I don't know if you're familiar with Moon Knight, but that, that's my guy. Okay, okay, yeah. And his comics are very graphic. So I'll be I'll be completely honest. I didn't read anything of Moon Knight until recently, uh, within the past year, when they were starting to speculate on who would be playing Moon Knight. Okay. Because I remember at one point Keanu Reeves went to Disney. Uh, they called him in for basically like a, a casting and everyone's like, Oh, Moon Knight. And I was like, who the hell's Moon Knight? <laughs> like, and, so, but I, I have read enough. You know, and it's okay that most people don't know him. The reason I know him is because I played Mar- uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance back on the Wii. Okay. Okay. I unlocked yeah. him and he just looked phenomenal. But to get to the question, what TV show would you want in the Marvel Universe? Ooh. What TV show would I want? Would you want a maybe a Silver Surfer TV series? Would you want the Fantastic Four to be brought into MCU through the TV series? What what would what does Joe want? So there would okay so 
I don't know if uh, a lot of people have watched this. It's an animated version right now, uh, but I would love to see this live action in, a, in an actual series because I feel like there would be enough characters to make it as such. Um, so the pieces that would have to be in place for this would be, number one, Ultron would have to come back somehow. Number two, Ultron would have to kill all the Avengers. And that would lead to number three, the Young Avengers. Dude. I would love to see the Young Avengers, um, future style, like it was in the in the cartoon, like with uh, Hulk training them and uh, exactly, yep, and, yep, yep. Um, I would too? love to see that. I would love to get that feel, seeing Ultron at full power, like and and the Young Avengers uh, kind of doing their thing. But that also, I would have to say. There would have to be a lot of development between the movies for that to happen. Um, the reason I say the Young Avengers is because I, I really, and that's actually another villain who I appreciated. <clears throat> I really want Ultron back. Ultron did not get his due diligence in Age of Ultron because oh. Ultron in the comics literally murdered the Avengers. Like, I want Ultron back so badly, but they could do it, but that would be my TV show. I feel like it'd be a great, a great casting. You could have, uh, you know, all these, this plethora of characters where, uh, episodes could really bring in their stories, like showing their childhood as a kid of the Avenger. Like, you know, a lot of it would be really great development. That's what I would love to see. That sounds, that sounds like now. That I think about it, that that would be pretty sick. And the Age of Ultron, I mean, I don't know how you felt about the movie. I thought the movie was, it was alright. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Well, one thing I liked about Ultron, they kind of won me over as we started singing Pinocchio. Because one of my Disney, my favorite Disney movies. So right, right there, I was like, alright, he's cool. But the, the rest of the movie for me, I was like, I think honestly what, what kind of ruined it for me was the fact that the twins were made to be science projects, but now that that's kind of fixed, I guess my opinion might change if I go back and watch it, knowing that they were mutants to begin with. They just got my it. my issue with with Age of Ultron was one, Ultron didn't get his like he wasn't justified, like he, he didn't get his justice, like they they dumbed them dumbed them down, um, and two, Quicksilver dying, like those are my two biggest uh, complaints, and and. Like, I know they're not going to get everything from comics. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, Ant-Man wasn't a thing yet. But if I remember in the comics, wasn't it Ant-Man that created Ultron? Yeah, um, uh, what's his name? Yeah, I forgot his name. Hank Pym? Hank Pym. Hank Pym, there you go. I think so, actually, yeah. Yeah, because he, cause I, <clears throat> I, I think, I mean, I, I haven't read it from the comics, but I remember... It was in one of the Avengers cartoon shows where uh, he made Ultron and basically he made a tiny prison to put all the big baddies in and they were the security guards. And then they just, yeah. I, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you brought up the uh, the animated Avengers show. Uh, one thing I would also love to see out of that, it, they could rip it literally scene for scene and I'd be fine. I would love to see um that hello 
Oh, I got disconnected. Ba -na -na -na. No. I might leave the chance to rejoin. Taking it all in. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Okay, so my back. Internet's back. Okay. So for people who heard nothing but silence in my voice of panic, my internet cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to hear that on the recording. Like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> so Okay. So since the storm's gonna be coming in harder, let's just finish up what your thought was regarding the animated show and then we'll yeah, we'll start yes. wrapping up. So so I just looked on Disney Plus. That episode is not on there right now. Uh that season actually isn't even on there right now. But if you look it up on YouTube, uh you can actually find it. It's uh just look up animated Avengers uh fighting Thanos. Uh and if you watch it, I think the episode that they have on YouTube was like forty or fifty minutes long that I watched. But it was it, at the end of it, you see uh, Ultron pop up, and Ultron actually is wielding the gauntlet, like w which blew my mind. But watch that, go find it, watch it. It's a blast. I loved it. I would love to see that in uh, you know live action and and uh, get that full throttle. But uh, Marvel, bring Ultron back, please, because he needs he needs poetic justice. Oh, yeah, I agree. Sure. But all right, so Joe, thank you for joining us. It was fun having you. And for people who are listening, can you let them know where to find you guys? Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, the gaming bunch, uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, just type in the gaming bunch, uh, three separate words, very easy. Uh, but uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on anchor.fm forward slash the gaming bunch. Uh, you can find us on Twitch when we stream. Uh, right now, our streaming schedule is uh, Tuesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays is definitive. And then sometimes we hop on Thursday or Friday to run, you know, just some fun gaming. Uh, but uh, that is twitch.tv forward slash the gaming bunch boys. And uh, yeah, if you look up the gaming bunch on pretty much any social uh, network site, uh, you'll find us. And um, that's uh, that's basically it. Right. So if you enjoy gaming, come hang out. Yeah, nothing too. He actually has a. You, it's a tournament, am I correct? The yes, the yes. So, uh, very brief, very brief. Uh, the, one of the things that we run on the show is called the challenge. Um, it is where we take gaming challenges. So, if there's any that you three have, let me know. If there's a game you should think we should do a challenge of or a specific challenge, let us know because we love them. Uh, but we have a challenge. Uh, usually every week. Uh, sometimes we'll mix it up with some playthrough, but. We recently started the challenge series, which allows you, the listener or the viewer, to tag along uh, and play. We don't play in those. We just moderate. We uh, commentate, and it's a blast. Uh, but what we do is we like to give out money and prizes. Um, right now, we're just digging in our own pockets because, hey, we love being able to give back to the people who give to us. Um, and that's what we're doing. The next one coming up is Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, signups begin March 15th. I don't know when this is dropping, but, uh, this is after March 15th. Signups are open and the official date will be announced, uh, that week as well. So of when we're having it. Sounds good. And Jacob, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at Dudeless Chat Pod and on Instagram at Dudeless Chat. And 
I mean, Isaac's been streaming a lot more, so I don't know if you want to give out your stream. Yeah, so I've been doing test streams recently because I just bought a webcam and I was kind of working it today. But I will let everyone know when I stream on our DLC channel on Instagram because I have yet to make my own. But if anything, it'll all be on DLC because I kind of just want everything affiliated with that, even with my streams. So yeah, so when I start streaming, I'll let I'll let y'all know. And the one game I plan on playing, uh, I'll, I'll see for people that don't know me, I'm a rager. So I figured I play yes, a game is. that I yes, rage. Yes. I y'all don't have to agree to it. But the one game I <laughs> Resident <laughs> Resident Evil. Shut up. So <laughs> anyways, it's, Resident Evil Zero sucks, man. But um, no. So I whoa, made it. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? I know. <laughs> All right, I gotta go, guys. Y'all have a good night. No, no, it's a a good game. It just, like, because the first Resident Evil was Resident Evil 4, so going from Resident Evil 4 to Tank Controls, oh, man, it was so infuriating. But I did beat it, though, so I I, I wear that as a badge of honor. But the game I'm going to start streaming, and I will not stop until I beat it, because I've never beaten a From from Software game. I'm going to play Sekiro. Yes. Yes. I'm going to be streaming Sekiro. But and I'm gonna talk so much crap. It's gonna be great. <laughs> but um, but all right. Uh, like I said, man, we hope we can have you back again. This was totally fun. Thank you for joining us, and everyone, all you guys, listeners, make sure to check him out. And yeah, I guess that's a wrap. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>